Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I have Shruti back, and we're talking about friendships, and particularly friendships of the opposite sex, and why are they so controversial? Hope you enjoy this show. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm back with Shruti after a week off, and during that week, I was out in Utah, and I went to a visit a friend, did some hiking, and I'm married, friend happens to be female. And lots of questions and comments, and I mean, we can say funny looks, but you don't see those through text. And Trudy and I talked about uh, a topic for tonight, and we figured let's just talk about friendships and relationships. Um, I've made reference uh, in one of the podcasts before how we always teach our little kids, uh, teach the little boys it's okay to play with the girls. They don't, they're not icky, and we tell, tell little girls that the little boys don't have cooties. But for some reason, when we become adults, and we have opposite sex friends when one of the parties or even both of the parties are married, it always stirs up some, uh, some high eyebrows and some questions and comments. And uh, some of them were comical. Some of them were interesting. And Shruti, what is your take on having opposite sex friends uh, once you become adults? And, and if one person, and we won't necessarily go as, as, far as marriage, but even someone that's in a, a committed relationship. So if you have a significant other already, what is your feeling about having friends of the opposite sex? I think it's okay as long as there's trust there. I think that's like the main factor is trust. I think if you trust someone, then there shouldn't be anything wrong. But then there's also the other side of Yes, attraction can grow and sometimes things are out of your control. Like when you develop feelings for someone, it's not like you plan on that. You're not planning on developing feelings. So things happen organically. Sometimes that's outside of your control, but then I guess you only have control over your actions. But I've had plenty of guy friends that I've never been interested in romantically and I've thought of them as great men and on you know the other side they've had feelings for me or vice versa where I've liked someone who's a friend but then I've also just had friends where I think I've had one friend where it was just like pure friendship where nobody ever had feelings so I don't know like it's it's a really difficult thing but again I do feel like it has to do with trust what about you what's your take on it because you just came back from a trip and you said you got raised eyebrows you got questions you know, and you have, you, you are married. So what's your take on it? Well, I don't think I got them as much as, as Jen got them. And the friend that I went to visit is Jen, who has filled in for Shruti when I needed a co-host and she did the last show with me. And uh, we actually talked about being in the different environments and, and stuff like that. Um, I know I, I've referenced it before that I was in a relationship years ago and to no fault of the person I was in the relationship. Now we're going back to the days before the internet, before cell phones, before texting, before instant communication. I lived two towns away from my friends. So the, those three years, which started at my senior year of high school and went two years beyond that, a lot of that time was spent with her group of friends uh, because she didn't do the activities that I did. Um, I reduced what I did 
athletic wise and sports wise, I reduced what I did in terms of the hiking and the backpacking, the outdoor stuff. Cause that wasn't her thing again, at no fault to her. I, I went along with her style of, of living for lack of a better term. And once that relationship ended, I, I, I dated someone else for a summer and I went on a, a four day backpacking trip. I went from great Barrington mass. I hiked 50 miles South with the girl I was dating at the time. And I remember a friend of mine saying, why are you doing that? You don't do that. And it dawned on me that I do that, but I gave it up for three years because I was with this other person. And it just hit me then. And we're, we're going back to my early twenties. And I just said, you know what? I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to give up who I am, my activities. I do the friends that I have because of one person. And I've been living like that for the past 25 or so years. So I know a lot of my friends understand that I have friends that are male, friends that are female. Uh, I think Jen got a little more uh, comments because she she is single. Uh, a lot of she got a lot of comments about I mean, little, little simple things like, OK, who's this guy in the photo and tell me more. And and someone messaged her on. I forgot what app it was, but I mean. And all right, who's this handsome guy in the photo? Because I was there for her birthday. She came back here, happened to be my birthday. Um, so yeah. she was just getting, I mean, some of these playful comments where, so I think for her, it was something out of the ordinary around her circle of friends, where my circle of friends know that I have friends that are male and female. So I didn't get bombarded with the questions and the comments as much as she did. Um, yeah. But I did have to explain. And, and like one friend of hers, uh, who was a little cautious when she came out in April, uh, I finally got to sit down with this friend and, and talk and explain, just like I explained now to her. And she, she appreciated my openness and my honest, honesty about why I feel the way I do. And then followed it up with saying, two of her best friends are guys, and one of them happens to be her ex-husband. And so here's a, another person who has opposite sex friends as the closest friends yeah and I think that you know I was talking to someone the other day and they're saying you know love is something that can't be contained so you have people in your life that you have different types of love for and it's a pure thing so if there's love there just because you know and I talked to my friend about this too once she's like you know when we get married or something we're like oh my husband my wife like ownership over them in a way because you're saying my and it almost sounds like ownership if you think about it if I'm like oh this is my boyfriend this is my husband he's not mine why do, why do we introduce it as that like oh this is Bobby or whatever their name is or this is Jay um instead of saying it you know as my because it just sounds kind of possessive in a way I don't think we mean to say it like that but I don't think we own people so why not if it's just pure and you know you said you were with that girl before and she made you or you let her influence you in a way where you kind of gave up things that you really enjoyed and I've seen this happen with my friends where I've seen them and I'm not going to name anybody but there's one particular friend I have and when he's with his girlfriend I'm just like, you don't seem like yourself in my head. I don't, I've never said that because I just don't feel like I have the right to say that, but I noticed it. Cause I know how he was before he started dating her and 
who he is as a person. And I noticed this different version of him where he's more reserved and quiet. And I think people can either, you can be the best version of yourself or a higher elevated version or a version of you that's not as authentic. And to me, that's a red flag. Like I personally could not be with someone that I don't think I could be the best version of myself or my most authentic self. I think that would be my my what's what's the word like I would probably run (laughs) run in the opposite direction well and a couple things you mentioned um actually while I was out in Utah I did an Instagram live with Delcy who we had on the show uh and she's a a a sex and relationship coach so we talked the relationship friendship thing and she kind of went along with what you said about how where it's not an ownership thing you don't own your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your, your spouse or significant other uh, and you should be able to have, you shouldn't be codependent on each other to the point where you can't do things individually, where you can't have and friends that may not be mutual friends or, or activities uh, that you do with other people. Um, I, I know for some people it is, it is a tough thing and it does go back to, to the trust thing. Um, I think it goes back to just like, society and what they look and sometimes we get influenced by Ooh, what are other people going to think uh, I know when we talk about people we can talk to now I've mentioned other friends who are very close to me that the friends that I can have the very open heart-to-heart talks with when I need someone to talk to about emotions or something like that I mean Jen is one of those people uh, I have a couple other people that I can talk to stereotypically guys don't show their emotions and I have one male friend that if I needed someone to talk to about my emotions about something very personal very sensitive I mean, don't get me wrong if there was something an emergency I can go to any of my good friends but when it's just like hey can we sit down and talk for an hour my friend Aaron who recorded our intro he's the one guy that I can really sit down and have that heart to heart an open honest I mean, possibly terror-ridden conversation with and feel comfortable with and, and vice versa. I mean, he's talked to me uh, many times when, when he was in an emotional state. And I think that's the case for a lot of guys um, where it's just that it's that stereotypical thing where, I mean, big boys don't cry and, and we're supposed to be tough and we're supposed to be the strong ones. And, and it's, it's okay to show, show your emotions but unfortunately um some guys hold it in and that could be generational i mean yes if we go back far enough i mean to our grandparents or great-grandparents where they're supposed to be that strong-willed guy and tough and tough and tough and they teach it to their son and to their son and their son i mean you could be four or five six generations deep of i'm the strong macho guy and i can't show my emotions so then who are we supposed to turn to when we need someone to talk to? It ends up being one of our, our female friends who, again, stereotypically tend to be more sensitive, tend to be more nurturing, more open. And I have found in my life that and a majority of the people that I can talk to about sensitive and emotional stuff happen to be in my female friends. No, I totally get that. I think that guys are more like oh let's you know like play a video game or like let's go grab a beer but I think it's also 
creating that safe space. So I think when you feel safe, whether it's a male or a female, I think that has a lot to do with it. In my personal opinion is, do I feel safe in this space? Do I feel safe with this person? Because I could go to one of my girls and talk to her, but if I don't feel safe to open up, it's because I don't feel safe in that space. It has nothing. That's, that's the key thing to me is, safety like I remember my mentor being like if you to the guys he said he's like if you want a girl to fall in love with you he's like make her feel safe he's like she will fall deeply in love with you and I really feel like I agree with that I think when a man can because we both have masculine and feminine energies no matter what your gender is so it's what you're tapping into and what you want to tap into if you can balance those you can awaken it in the opposite person the opposite sex well it's like you mentioned the and you use the term love i mean we have our friends that are love that we love and you mentioned i mean falling in love for someone and loving someone and in love with someone is looked at as two different things um again again guys won't show that emotion as much um but look at i mean let's just take the example of a wedding party i mean there's no guy getting married that's not going to say they don't love their best man they wouldn't be their best man if they didn't feel that way now again the guys are going to be emotional and 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 they got to be tough so they might not verbally ever say that but they're going to feel that way and in most wedding parties if you're at least going three people deep usually the groom will have one of the girls is a friend of theirs and one of the guys is a friend of the brides and same thing if those people are in your wedding party, you love those people and you're going to have that female in the wedding party for the guy and the male in the wedding party for the girl. But haven't you seen a guy cry at his own wedding? Like I've seen, I think it's so beautiful when I see that is like when I see like the bride walking down the aisle and the guy literally tearing up and crying. I'm like, Oh, I never see guys cry. And then I see like in that pure love there and they're crying and I'm like, this is beautiful because they see like the love of their life walking down the aisle and that's and it's rare for you to see like you say that like men don't really show their emotions but when they do it's really endearing and it's nice because it just makes you more human I think we're just biologically different but I don't think we all experience similar emotions yes some like the biology of a man and a woman is a little different but at the end of the day we're both human so you know, I think it's also what someone else ignites in you. And again, like feeling good. If I feel threatened by someone, whether it's a man or a woman, I'm not going to open up to them. I'm, if I'm sitting at a party with someone and I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like this person's that open. I'm not going to open up to that person. Whereas if I meet a stranger and they have this energy about them that's inviting and like open and loving, I'm probably going to be a little bit deeper with that person. So it's also, what is the energy I'm giving out unconsciously like how are you walking into a room how are you communicating with people what energy are you giving off just just by being you what are you trying to be something or are you just being the most authentic version of yourself because when you're being the most authentic version of yourself that's going to inspire someone else to be the most authentic version of themselves we're mirrors for each other everything's a mirror it's a reflection yeah, uh, I have no problem showing emotions. Uh, I was explaining to you when you asked about how my trip went. 
um, on many levels, I needed this trip, see my friend to go and, and hike a different environment. Um, and just the fact that I'm not restrictive to the rules of the shop I was working at for many years. And I just got into her place, dropped my stuff off and went and sat at a picnic table that overlooked the Red Rock Mountains directly across the street. And as I'm putting a post on Instagram on my coaching page, it hit me. I mean, to the point of tears and it, it was emotional. Yeah. And you mentioned like guys crying at their wedding. I mean, I know going back to my own wedding, uh, I, I did cry and I'm not a guy that typically cries at other people's weddings. Um, but when we go into this whole thing with the whole opposite sex thing, the one wedding that I did cry at was for my friend, Michelle. And uh, I've seen Michelle grow up um, when she was 18 years old, a little on the hyper side, a little rambunctious, a little out of control. <laughs> and uh, she did a small wedding um, at a church. She actually catered it herself, cooked all the food, didn't have a photographer. She said, no, I'm just going to have people send photos. I said, listen, I'm doing your photos. Uh, she wasn't going to do a first dance. I said, you need to do the first dance. Uh, Aerosmith's You Don't Want to Miss a Thing came on. I mean, a CD that she, she made her own mix CD and it comes on. I said, no, you need to dance. Now this happened to be a lesbian wedding. So the LBGTQ community is so much more out in the open now. Uh, obviously there are people that are still and against it and stuff, but they're much more in the forefront now than they were back in the sixties or seventies. So why do we still make such a big deal about opposite sex when there's so much and same sex friendships and yeah. love and stuff like that. Why can't it just be one person has a friendship with another person? Why does the gender or the sex of the other person really make that much of a difference? And it's when you have that person that you care for and that you love and that you're comfortable with, why does it matter what parts their body has? No, I agree with that. I mean, I love having a guy friend. There's something about just that. Like, I love my, like, you know, my girl group, my girl gang. But it's nice to have, like, um, being a man's presence, just as friendship, just being around them, listening to them talk, regardless of, again, like, what body part they have. It's just, like, being in their presence. It's the presence of a person that matters. I think that's how I go by like who I like to surround myself with was a man or a woman, whatever. Like, I don't care as long as I feel like, Ooh, I feel like my vibration is higher just being around you. Whereas do I feel lower around this person? But everyone has a different perspective. Like I've heard many people say like, Oh, I don't think guys and girls can be friends. Like long-term one person's going to develop feelings one person's gonna get hurt or maybe both of them will end up falling in love you don't know I mean if that happens it happens you can't control an outcome I mean I mean you can to a certain degree but you can't control if you're going to develop feelings for someone that's just if it happens organically it happens and it does happen a lot but you know, I think it's beautiful when actually two best friends fall in love. I think that's a beautiful thing because like who better than to have someone who knows you and then you have that romantic element after you've been friends. So yeah, it could be like, oh, we're just going to be lifelong friends. Like the Kardashians, I don't know if you've ever watched the Kardashians. They have this one friend, Jonathan, 
who like is has been their guy friend forever and there's i don't think he's dated anyone in that group but they like have known him for like 10 years and they just love jonathan and he's just part of the group so i don't know i think it's a hit or miss kind of you know it could go either way but why not just let it be let it flow however it's gonna flow well, it's like, I mean, like I said, Jen happened to get more questions about the photos we put up on Facebook. Now, and the time we were there, we did a lot of hiking. We were, we went out to Zion National Park. We went to Red Rock Park. We, we did a lot of hiking, but, and we also went out a couple of nights. We went to an outdoor theater and we saw School of Rock. Um, so here was something that, I mean, you can call it a quote unquote date night. I mean, we were going to a theater. We, I, I wore a polo shirt. It wasn't just and shorts and a t-shirt so we were dressed a little nicer and this and that whenever you take pictures with a friend i don't care who the friend is i don't care if it's after a soccer match whether it's you you just went to lunch and you're in jeans and a t-shirt whatever whenever you do that selfie with your buddy you tend to wrap your arm around them and you take a picture yeah. and and I mean, we happen to have a picture that she posted on, on her Facebook where we're kind of leaned in and our foreheads are touching and someone comment, kind of commented on it that, I mean, oh my God, you guys look a little cozy. I mean, I take pictures like that with all my friends. And yeah. when, when, when Jen was here, uh, I had a few friends come over that I wanted her to meet. And uh, I was kind of teasing uh, my friend, Autumn, who and going back to the high school days, Autumn was my first crush. And there's a whole, I mean, 30 year joke there that's still going on. And uh, I, I kind of like teased her about that. And, uh, and we couldn't date because I was an underclassman. I was a sophomore. She was a junior. Anyways, it's, it's been like a, a 25 year joke that I teased her about. And when I made a comment like, yeah, I know I was an underclassman. She kind of like punches me in the arm. And then I lean over and give her a big kiss on the cheek. And we've been friends for nearly 30 years at this point. And so here's a friend that I just leaned over, gave her a kiss on the cheek. We joke around, we take that picture and, and we have our arms wrapped around each other. And when I've gone out, I mean, you guys have heard me mention my friend, Gina, who's my unofficial life coach. We take a selfie together during one of our hikes or a lunch and you have your arm around. And it, yeah. I, I don't know why people make such a big deal. And I kind of look at, at the pictures and we've talked about how much this podcast has grown. And I go back to when we first met and I know we were in COVID times and stuff like that. So that, that could have played into it, but as much as we connected um, just with talking, I look at the photos we took the first time and there's like, like an awkward distance between it. it like it didn't look like we were that team. You look, I mean, we, we did the photos in that gazebo where we're sitting up on there and it's kind of like where if we did these same photos now, we'd be leaning up against each other and yeah. you, you have our, where it, it had that, that awkward, Hey, we're meeting for the first time. Look, it, it didn't, Definitely. But, but, yeah. but whenever you take pictures with your friends, you, you are cozy. You are, yeah. whether it's, whether it's two guys, two girls, a guy and a girl, a group of friends, it's just, that's how it is. And I just find it funny that we, we question it. And I mean, any listener out there now has an opposite sex friend that they would do anything for that. If something happened to that opposite sex friend, they would offer a bed for them. If they needed it, they would Absolutely. offer a home for it. They, they would shed tears if something happened. 
So why is it such a shame or a crime when you go and visit that friend? And when you go and visit that opposite sex friend, I mean, so what am I supposed to do? Fly my wife across town to scare the crap out of her hiking and angels landing, which if you go on YouTube and you look up angels landing, the top portion of this hike, there's literally a chain built into the mountain for you to hold on to because you have thousand foot drops to your death on either side. There is, there is, there, there is no way in hell. My wife is doing that hike. So yeah, but why, she's why enough for you to like go like right, she but, trusts you enough. She trusts she's confident herself enough to know, like, hey, you're going with a female friend. This is something you enjoy doing. I have no interest in, you know, trying to kill myself climbing that mountain. So go have fun. But that's you what know, I'm saying. Why to control you? It's just not, I don't know. You're still gonna do it. You're gonna be more rebellious, I think, if someone she was trying to be more controlling. I think you would try to rebel more. I think that's just an unconscious reaction when someone tries to tell us what to do. We're like, oh, well, I'm going to do the opposite thing because you're trying to tell me what to do and you're trying to contain me. That's what I'm saying. Go do what you want to do, you know? That's what I'm saying. Should I not go hiking because she doesn't like it? That's like if she says, hey, uh, Mike wants to go dancing and I'm just making up the name and wants to go dancing this weekend. I don't dance. The most dancing I did is saying with my bases behind me on stage, I, I didn't stop moving. When I played in a band, I was all over the stage, but you just put me in a club and tell me to dance. And for those of you old enough, look up the movie, the jerk. I'm Steve Martin on the dance floor. It's just, I don't dance. So am I going to stop my wife from dancing? I mean, she has a guy friend she wants to go dance with. I mean, go have a great night. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's the way. And like I said, it's kind of like the things that, Dulcie and I touched on where it's not ownership, kind of like you said, just because you're you're married and yes, this is my husband or this is my wife or my significant other, you don't own that person and you shouldn't restrict them from still enjoying life. Now, I know there's many people out there that, like you said, you have a friend that when this person is single or not with their significant other, they act different than when they're in the presence of this person. 100%. I mean, I had, I had a friend who became good friends with me and, and same thing, female friend enjoyed the outdoors, enjoyed hiking and backpacking and canoeing and kayaking and that type of stuff. All of a sudden she started dating someone and she's basically non-existent in my life at this point. It's now don't get me wrong. Your significant other should be your primary, that it should be the person you're with and pretty much all the time doing things with, but to completely eliminate people. And again, some people that's their thing for me personally, I don't feel that there's one person worth flocking out everyone else and everything that you might do that they don't agree with in terms of like activities they don't like and stuff like that. Because if you just have that one, if you just have that one person, I mean, what who who do you yeah who do you share that with i mean did two of you just sit in a box by yourself and that's it yeah i I know i I mean look what happened look at what how many how many relationships are indirectly resulted in divorce because of covid all of a sudden i mean you hear about how many and and let's not go to the extreme of like the the suicides and and untimely deaths related but how many relationships ended because all of a sudden 
we were stuck with that one person who we thought and felt and truly believed were our quote unquote soulmates or our only one or the most important one. But then when you realized that's the only person you're interacting with and you don't have that other friend and the hug from someone else and the ear from someone else, and you can do it over zoom and over a phone call, but there's something about being with a person in person, whether it be the physical touch, whether it just be their presence, it's, we need other people in our lives and, and friendships come from the person you connect with, regardless of the parts that they have on their body. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with that. I've had so many guy friends be like, I love you. I say that to them too. Like, I love you so much. Like that, that's how we'll text. Like I have a friend in LA every year of his birthday. Like I send him something and he's one of my good friends. I've known him since high school. And he's always like, I love you, Shruti. I'm like, I love you, Andrew. Like, that's just how we, and it's not weird. It's just like, I genuinely and sincerely just love who you are. And you're like one of my dearest friends. Why can't I say that to you? Or why can't they say that to me? Like I, I'll text one of my other guy friends like, hey babe, like what's up? We were best friends. Like to me, that's not weird. But then to somebody else, it might be like, oh, you call them like endearing names. I'm like, but that like that's what I call like one of my best girlfriends. How is that any different? Like if I'm affectionate with them, like if I feel so cozy and comfortable with this person, if I feel comfortable and cozy with one of my girlfriends and I feel the same way about one of my guy friends, why can't I treat them just why can't I just be myself? if I want to say like something, I'm going to say it. I probably wouldn't say like that to like some stranger, like, Hey babe, you know, like that's not how it, but like when there's a level of comfort and you just adore someone, I think that you should be able to just express yourself without having to explain it to somebody else. Well, everyone has their own perception. So something that's like you visiting a female friend to someone else might be totally bizarre is because that's their own perception of their own reality. So they're seeing it through that lens. And your perception is based on your perception of reality, which is, I can be friends with somebody who's a female and not date them and not, you know, be involved physically with them. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. So that's just, that's just me. <laughs> well, it's like, everyone's got a different idea of what's, what's right, what's wrong, what's appropriate, what's, the the proper way of doing things i mean something as simple as i'm a hugger i hug my friends i hug and when i met you for the first time we gave each other a hug um yeah that's that's just how i am and and when i went to visit jen and she would tell me okay this person she's not really a hugger and this person is a hugger and and this and that so there were and a couple of the friends that i gave a hug to and a couple of friends where and I sat back to see what they did. And in some cases, it was just kind of like a, a high and a wave and nice to meet you. Some were a handshake yeah. and then some were, some were hugs. And, and then when Jen was here and she met Autumn, I mean, they went to like say hi and they're like, okay, are you a hugger? Are you a hugger? And the two of them gave each other a hug. Um, I mean, I have friends that it's just a hug. Other friends, it's a kiss on the cheek. I have friends that are lip kissers where, I mean, you're not there playing tonsil hockey. It's a quick peck on the lips. And it's like, it's, it is what it is. That's a very and, European and, thing too, right? Yeah. I and mean, you'll, you'll see that more. I mean, the kiss on the cheek, obviously, I mean, the Portuguese both thing cheeks. would be both <laughs> cheeks. Um, but yeah, the, you'll see, I mean, the, the, the simple peck. I mean, it's not, not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned one time going back with uh, a a student I mean I look back now and how much trouble that 
I mean, we could have gotten into if, but I mean, one of the students, when I was at the high school, we were just on a, a Portuguese retreat and we're walking down the hall and we see each other and not even thinking we walk up to each other and how you doing? Kiss, kiss and keep walking. And it was, I mean, nothing sexual, nothing romantic, nothing wrong. It was two Portuguese people who were in the Portuguese culture who just spent four days in a very large group together that, I mean, our cheeks were raw from everyone giving kisses on the cheeks for the weekend that we just went into muscle memory. And some people will see that, oh my God, you're a coach and she's a student. That shouldn't be. No, it was, we're both from the same Portuguese community. This is what we do. It was nothing like that, but other people, because Jen and I have our foreheads touching in a photo, it's like, oh my goodness, you guys are a little too cozy. And I know. It's, and if you're not comfortable with a cozy photo, but I guarantee I can go down your Facebook group and see you in a cozy photo and most likely with someone of the opposite sex. And yeah, it, it just has to, I, I think we need to realize that the connections and friends are so important. And rather than judge other people's connections with friends and, and whether they be same sex or opposite sex, I mean, you might be missing out. I mean, if you're, if you're eliminating half the population, I mean, let's just go with half the world's men, half the world's women, and you're ruling out half the world's population to develop friendships with, I feel bad for you. Yeah, that's sad. (laughs) That's so sad. Like, I think if you just vibe with someone and you meet them, like, that's amazing. Like, I've never planned on meeting like my best friend or a friend. Like I never was like, oh, I plan on making a friend today. Anybody that I've truly connected with has always been unexpected. And it's just been like the purest, most organic thing. So like, if that happens, bless you. Like that's a blessing. If that happens for you, like take that, appreciate that. Let's say one of of my friends who I met through archery uh, AJ, she lives in, uh, she was in mass, I believe is in the road or was in Rhode Island. I think she just recently moved to mass. Um, but we would see her at indoor nationals every year, um, possibly bump into each other at some other tournaments, but you, you see her and she's just this bubbly, energetic, friendly personality that it's like, you look forward to the hug. You can be having a conversation with her. And in a five minute conversation, she just gives 17 other hugs out to people that just they just, they want their AJ hug. And that's, yeah. I mean, what I, I'd like to be that person. I like to be that person that people are comfortable enough to come up and give a hug to get a hug from whether you're I mean, a guy, a girl, coach Dan, and he, he's one of the guys I see him and it's a, it's a great big hug. Um, like I said, my yeah. friend, my friend, Aaron, every time I see him, it's a hug. Now I have my other friends that it's a handshake. It's a fist bump. It's whatever. Um, and not, not, and, levels are different and yeah, and, and, and not that. to, not to lessen the friendship I have with them. Um, but that's what their comfort level is. And yeah, I just think friendships are, are extremely important and we need to stop looking at, at the parts all the time and whether the, that friendship is an opposite sex or same sex friendship, they hold the same value. Um, we should just look at them and, and be thankful that our friends have friends that they can talk to. And 
and you don't know how many people have seen me and talked to me and including you saying that I just look so much more relaxed and uh, yeah. energized. And I mean, the trip was absolutely amazing. And like and I calm, said, there's this like inner calmness, not that you don't have that already, but like, you know, you can just see the shift. It's like when someone's glowing, like you're like, Oh, you're glowing. Like you just seem happy and like elevated and that happened for you. And I'm so happy for you because you took this trip and you have this amazing, beautiful friend. And that's what life is about. It's about those moments. Like why not embrace that? So with that being said, how would you conclude this? You know, do you think men and women can be friends? I, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I mean, some of my closest friends, if I, if I had to say, okay, if I have, four friends that I, I can I mean, open my heart to and, and shed a tear in front of them. Three of the four are going to be female. Uh, I mean, I can probably name them right here, but I'm just saying I see nothing wrong with having opposite sex friends. And um, what's the difference if I, mean, I, I have that opposite sex friend and I go and meet them at Chili's two miles away or I happen to get on a plane five hours away and, and spend some time with them. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go to the worst case scenario, I mean, something quote unquote wrong could be done two miles away, just as much as it could be across the country. Um, but if we're, we're always worried about what's, what could be wrong. I mean, we're missing out on what could be right. And I, I just think, I, I just think we're really, we're doing ourselves a disservice if we're eliminating half the population from potential friendships and people that we can and be supported by and support and, and just have a, and a great fulfilling part to our lives in, in the form of a friendship. Yeah. I would just say, be open-hearted, like open your heart, whether it's man, woman, just be like, open your heart and let yourself be your authentic self and people that, are part of your journey will just come to you because you'll they'll align with you so just trust it well guys i hope you enjoyed this podcast uh, it's great to be back and uh on hopefully on schedule and moving forward i was hoping to be able to do one remotely while i was gone but the app wasn't as uh user friendly as as i was hoping but uh glad to be back on here with shruti hope you enjoyed this uh and we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.